0: The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. Glory to the Lord. On the evening of that first day of the week, when the doors were locked where the disciples were for fear of the Jews, Jesus came and stood in their midst, and he said to them, Peace be with you. When he had said this, he showed them his hands and his side. The disciples rejoiced when they saw the Lord. Jesus said to them again, Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, so I send you. When he said this, he breathed upon them, said to them, Receive the Holy Spirit. Whose sins you forgive are forgiven. Whose sins you retain are retained. Thomas called Didymus, one of the twelve, was not with them when Jesus came. So the other disciples said to him, We have seen the Lord. But Thomas said to them, Unless I see the mark of the nails in his hands and put my finger into the nail marks and put my hand into his side, I will not believe. Now a week later, his disciples were again inside, and Thomas was with them. Jesus came, although the doors were locked. He stood in their midst, He said, Peace be with you. Then he said to Thomas, Put your finger here and see my hands. Bring your hand, put it into my side. Do not be unbelieving, but believe. Thomas answered and said to Jesus, My Lord and my God. Jesus said to Thomas, Have you come to believe because you have seen me? How blessed are they who have not seen and have believed. Now Jesus did many other signs in the presence of his disciples that are not written in this book, but these are written, that you may come to believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that through this belief you may have life in his name, the gospel of the Lord. Preaching here at uh, St. Vincent de Paul for the past year and a half, I have repeatedly said, God is spirit. God is spirit. I emphasize this so much because in my priesthood, I, I realize that oftentimes, many times, we do not understand what God is. Therefore, there's no way that we can understand who God is. Sometimes we get that kind of backwards. We come to know who God is, Jesus Christ and His revelation, but we fail to understand the underpinnings, the the foundation of what is God. And so we're we're almost like we're we're Christian atheists. We, We understand that Jesus is God, truly God, and truly man, but we don't really understand well, what does that mean? What is God? God is Spirit. You and I, we're hybrids. We're made up of both corpus, the, the body, and also spirit. That's not God. You and I as human beings, made up of a body and of a spirit. And our spirit is something that's kind of hard to grasp, but we understand our own spirit. Our, our spirit is our, our thoughts, our feelings, our desires, our imagination, our will, our spirit uses our body, such as <clears throat> the mind, which is the spirit, uses the brain. Um, our feelings express themselves through our facial expressions or the particular words or vocabulary or tone of voice that we might use, especially when we're driving down Kello. So God is spirit always remember that. God is spirit. You and I are body and spirit. And so what makes you and I as Christians different than any other religion in the world is that we believe this God, who is spirit, became a human being with a body and spirit, a human body, a human spirit, while remaining divine, while remaining God. We're the only religion in the world that believes this, that God became a human being. Jesus, son of God, spirit, and son of man, body and spirit. And so through Jesus, God was able to communicate with us human beings. How did he do that? Through his body, through his humanity. God communicated his love, his mercy, his understanding to us. We had a common ground finally. His humanity, our humanity. Now we can understand this God who is spirit. This is why Jesus, when he rose from the dead, the first thing he said was to calm them down was peace be with you. And then notice what he did. He showed them his hands and his side and to show him the the apostles his side he would have probably been wearing a a poncho a, a chasuble that's why I wear this this would have been the garb of that time and he probably also would have had an alb or an underneath garment the tunic that was underneath he would have had to have parted that too to show them the side Because in his side, of course, where the Romans wanted to make sure that he was dead on the cross. And so they pierced his side and out flowed blood and water. And of course, the, the, the heart has this sack around it made of water. I don't remember the name of it and I'm afraid to say it because there's probably doctors or nurses out here and afterwards they'll say, well, Father, you didn't quite get that right. But nonetheless he had to make quite an exaggeration to the apostles to show his hands and to show his side. Why did he go through all that trouble? Because he needed to show them his body. He didn't rise from the dead spiritually. He rose body and spirit as a human being, as you and I will, body and spirit. So this body thing, is really, really important. So important that this weekend, our parish, we have 15 children who are going to receive their first Holy Communion. Last Saturday night, we had 10 adults come into the church who received their first Holy Communion. And what is that? They received the body and blood, the soul and the divinity, and the humanity of Jesus Christ. Through this Holy Communion, through this Eucharist, God becomes present to us in the same way that Jesus became present to the apostles in that upper room, the exact same way. What a wonderful gift that we have. But remember, we're receiving the body and blood of Christ. So when you come forward for Holy Communion, I or one of the extraordinary ministers of Holy Communion, they're going to lift up the unleavened bread that's been consecrated and they are going to say the body of Christ, not the spirit of Christ, but rather the body of Christ. Through the body of Christ, through the Eucharist, we recognize God's presence. And we need that, don't we? Every morning when I rise, I have a cup of coffee, and then I totter over here to the Adoration Chapel. I come there to talk to our Lord. Is our Lord present in the rectory? Yes, is he present out in the courtyard? Sometimes, unless it's really windy. But I come to his Eucharistic presence in the church And I sit with him. I sit with him. And we have a conversation. I oftentimes talk to him about you. And I lift your prayers and your concerns that I'm aware of. And I talk to him about you. His presence there feels different and is different than anywhere else. That's what we call the real presence. He is physically present to me just as I am physically present to him. It's my body and spirit with his body and spirit. What a wonderful gift you and I have. Sometimes I suspect that all of us take it for granted, though. Today, we draw our attention to Jesus rising from the dead, body and spirit. And if we want to receive the peace that Jesus is offering us, then look at his body, receive his body, and be one with his body. It is through this then we have a holy communion.